Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up, and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here, and welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. Now, I don't know if you're starting out in any venture in your business or in a, a new business model or a new niche, or creating a new product, moving into a new marketplace, uh, and you're feeling maybe a bit overwhelmed or maybe this word imposter syndrome that a lot of people label themselves with, you know, like, oh, well, I haven't got much experience. How can I be credible? Maybe you want to build a property portfolio and you want to raise money, but you've never done that before. Uh, and so I thought this discussion might help you because it's pretty common. Uh, I did a live Ask Me Anything this weekend. So I went online for an hour and I said, hey, look, ask me anything. I'm free for the next hour. I had about 200 questions that I answered. Uh, and then off the back of that, um, in a couple of workout sessions I did, I offered to do some personal one-to-one calls. For, um, it ended up being about uh, 12 people um, who, who were quickest to respond. Uh, and most of those people were beginners. Uh, and there, there was a lot of common threads, some of which I'm sure I'll talk about another time. But the one I want to focus on now is I'm new. I don't know what to do. Um, I'm, I'm further behind than peop- other people or where I want to be. It's really hard if you're a beginner. How do you build credibility? How do you match your, your competition? All of these. Um, a lot of it is emotions. Of course, there's a, there is a cold reality that you are not yet as experienced as the, those that are experienced. Um, but a lot of it really is an internal fear, I suppose, uh, an imposter syndrome that you might get found out or that there might be critics or trolls that, um, you know, pick at the scabs of the fact that you're not very experienced. You may be worried how you might be publicly shot down or, or that you might not know what to do with the money you raise or the product you've got or that you might let clients and customers down. And a lot of these fears are rational. I think a lot of people don't realize that the fears that they have serve a purpose. Uh, and if you, if you think about it, when you start something new, you need humility. You need to take the role of a student. I mean, from a practical point of view, being a humble student when you're learning something new is smart because you'll learn the quickest. You know, there'll be no ego in the way. You, you know, anything that you've done that you've experienced in, in another platform uh, or niche or market, um, you might think you can bring that over, but actually that experience isn't relevant. I remember um, doing, I did loads of martial arts and I remember one particular instructor, he said, um, not only have you got to go back to white belt and be a student, uh, you've got to unlearn and forget everything that you've learned in your previous art. You cannot bring that to uh, you know this, this studio, this dojo. And I was quite surprised by that because I thought I'd be able to bring all this experience. You know, I'd be really good and I could show everyone how good I was. Um, so if you can relate to any of this, then I've got some things to point out to you about starting in a new niche or industry. So generally speaking, people who are really long in the tooth and have been in an industry decades... They, they can be run down, they can be demotivated, they can um, feel quite uh, downtrodden or the, a bit sceptical of everything because they've seen it all before. 
Uh, and you may have heard some people say from time to time, oh, if, well, if I knew then uh, what I know now, I probably wouldn't have even got into it in the first place. So we forget that a bit of delusion, a bit of naivety, a bit of excitement and a lack of reality of what it's really like in this new market is actually pretty good because if we knew everything in advance, we probably wouldn't even put one foot forward. We'd probably try and find something easier. So this excitement, this passion, this newness, this almost sort of innocent naivete of going into a new market, niche, business, whatever, that's something you actually don't want to ever lose. And that's something that a lot of experienced people have lost. And they need that. And you've got that. So remember that when you're new. You've got that advantage. You've got the humility and the desire to be a student rather than I know it all and I'm experienced and I've been doing this 25 years and you can't teach me. You should be more open-minded. You should be more laterally think, uh, thought, have a lateral thought process. You should be more creative. You have to be because you can't rely on experience and knowledge. You probably are more likely to go and ask more experienced people and get good advice, whereas when you've been doing it a long, long time, uh, you probably don't think that you need advice. Uh, and you forget these things when you start. Now, when you've been doing something a long time, maybe you've got good results and that's great and you're looking back, um, You'll probably remember your early days with fondness. You'll probably have this nostalgic feeling. Oh, I remember when I started. It's funny I'm saying this because I'm actually driving to my mum and dad's house, which I gave to them. Um, and looking at it now, it used to be my first office. We worked in a tiny little, um, well, it was called a dining room, but actually you couldn't dine in it because it wasn't big enough to fit a dining room table. And I'm just parked outside it now. So I look in this, at this house and I go, wow, I remember when Mark and I started. Wasn't it exciting? You know, we were young, we were single, we were naive. We thought we were going to take over the world. We thought we were going to buy thousands of properties. We had no idea. Um, but we were excited. You know, we, we sort of, we really believed we could do it. We, we weren't worn down or skeptical. And, and I look back with real fond memories. Now, of course, back then, I would have looked at someone like me now and gone, oh, I wish I could be like you with the results that you've got and the amount of time that you've been doing it. So isn't it funny how wherever we are, we want to be somewhere else. And we can often, when we're new, forget that every winner was once a beginner, forget that every master was once a disaster. We can spend so much of our present moment not being present by thinking, oh, I want to be at this point. I want to have this turnover. I want to drive these cars. I want to have this income. I want this size of business. I want this amount of followers and fans. And we can always be living in the future and not enjoying the present. And life for me is very different now. Now, it's better in some ways, but it's also not as good in some ways. You know, Mark and I used to travel a lot more. We were back then single. Now, of course, I'm happily married. I'm not saying that it was better being single, but it's different being single. And there are upsides of being single, and there are upsides of, you know, having a family. Uh, and so I don't know if I took much time to breathe it in. I think I'm the sort of person that, as, as many entrepreneurs are, you know, we're always living in the future, where we want to be, where we want to be, where we want to be. It's never good enough, never good enough. And when we get there, we want more. When we get there, we want more. We're always pushing the bar. And we forget, actually, that we're, you know, a year, two, three years ago, where we are now would have been amazing. But we never stopped to smell the roses. Uh, and you get to do that when you start. You get to do that when it's new, when it's fresh. So breathe it in. Enjoy it. Remember that you're going to look back on these days with fondness, with nostalgia. There are going to be some upsides to these times that you don't necessarily see upsides. So try and see them now rather than having to wait for nostalgia for you to see them 
later. So enjoy the moment. Know that there's upsides to the situation that you're in. Go get them, my friends. You got this. I believe in you. I see so many people who start out, um, you know, who have all these fears and worries and trepidations. But remember, there's things in your life that you're brilliant at. Think of something that you're brilliant at now. It could be a hobby, a passion, a profession. It could be a previous job. It could be parenting. It could be creativity. It could be whatever. But there's no doubt in my mind that every single person on this planet is really good at something. Really good. Natural, easy. You make it look effortless. Other people look and go, wow, I I wish I could be like you. You've got decades of experience. Well, you were new once at that thing. There was a time when you had two left feet at that thing when you had no idea. So that proves that you can learn and, and develop these skills and traits. So anything that happens that doesn't go your way and any of these fears that come to you, Try not to make them mean who you are and just try and make them mean, well, this is just me being the humble student, learning the ropes. This is just normal. Uh, you know, like one, like one swallow doesn't make a summer. One failure or mistake doesn't make a failure. You are not a failure. You are just learning. You know, you wouldn't say to a six-year-old kid doing art class, well, you're shit at art. And let's be honest, let's look at their eyes. It's not that good, but they're six. And you, in fact, some of the modern art probably doesn't look as good. But we'd never say that to a young person who's learning a creative skill. So don't do it to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. The world's going to beat you up anyway. It'll give you, it'll give you a good slap around the face. Don't do it to yourself. Anyway, uh, my delivery's here. I'm going to have lunch with my parents and my daughter um, because my wife is out with my boy um, having fun without me. So I hope you found this rather random episode useful. Uh, And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Hi, it's Rob, and I just want to say thank you. I also have some gifts for you, so stay with me. Um, But thank you for being a follower of my podcast. Um, I hope you get good content. Uh, I don't expect all of my episodes to be right for you because I make them for sort of specific niches. Um, But hopefully somewhere along the line, you've got some good value. I want to also let you know that you really help me because my podcast is also therapy. It's catharsis for me because, you know, running a business and juggling multiple streams of income and trying to raise a family and a world number one golfer and stay sane and everything else. You have to take a lot in the day from people, from critics, from staff, events that happen that you maybe want to blurt about, shout about, react to, but you you learn to manage yourself because you realise that if you just say everything you think, then you're going to have no business and no friends. Uh, And so my podcast is almost a way of getting all of that out. Everything I learn or everything that I repress and hold in. I used to do that when I was young, except I'd repress it and hold it in and then have this massive meltdown. And now I just get to rant on these podcasts. And, you know, hopefully, like I said, you get some value out of it. So I want you to know that you helped me too. So thank you. Uh, If there's one common thing in the hundreds of thousands of people I spoke to or helped or coached or mentored in the last 12 years, and this transcends property, business, personal development, mindset, any sort of enterprise, it is that most people know what they've got to do, but they're not doing it or they're struggling to do it. Now, I think a lot of the information you hear, hopefully not from me, but much of the information out there, you've heard before. Uh, And often I'm just repackaging content I learned from a mentor or my experience of something that's been done before. So the reality is you probably know a lot of what you need to do and a lot of the skills and actions that you need to take. So why aren't you doing it? Well, um, one of my favorite sayings, which is thousands of years old, is to know and not to do 
is not to know. Simple, but very wise. And that's exactly why I wrote my brand new book, Start Now, Get Perfect Later. I want to celebrate the launch with you being a podcast listener uh, with some special gifts. So I have three. Two of them are if you get the audio book before launch day, i.e. in pre-launch, or by the end of launch day. And then one of them is a special bonus for everyone, just in case you're listening to this podcast and the book's already gone beyond the launch date. So uh, the bonus that everyone gets is my book, Routine Equals Results, also on audio as a two for one. So lots of people ask me, ask me for Routine Equals Results on audio. They didn't know I had this special thing in the, um, you know, up my sleeve, which is I've actually put Start Now, Get Perfect Later and Routine Equals Results. We've taken out some of the duplication because they're like a brother and sister book. And both of them are in the Start Now, Get Perfect Later Audible listing. So go to Audible now, get, search Start Now, Get Perfect Later, or follow the link bit.ly forward slash S-N-G-P-L, Start Now, Get Perfect Later, S-N-G-P-L. And you get the two, but essentially get two books for the price of, of one. It's not advertised, but that's what the content is. But if you get the audio book on launch day or before launch day, the first 256 will go in a private accountability WhatsApp group with me, um, where you get me, my mobile number, keeping you accountable in your business and personal goals. Um, But once the 256 are done, that's it, because you can't get any more in a WhatsApp group. That's the limit. Um, But I will give everyone also a six-month online business coaching program with me. And so I tested an online um, personal coaching program, which went down quite well. I'm going to give you, this is the first time I've ever run a six-month online business coaching program. I'll give it you completely for free just for getting Start Now, Get Perfect Later on Audible. So go to Audible now um, or bit.ly forward slash S-N-G-P-L. Get your book, get your bonuses. And once again, thank you very much for being a follower of my work. I'm really grateful to you.